This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson and with me this week are Sean Hamilton and, oh you thought I was going to say Jim Spencer didn't you, Craig Cairns. Craig, welcome to the podcast sir. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh not at all, Craig is our Fife, a resident Fife specialist, obviously with a with a grip of everything else going on in Courier country, so yes, he, uh, a young Jim Spence is one of the one of the one of the phrases that's never been used about you. So uh, <laughs> you can uh, do, do your do your best to do a Jim Spence impression if you if you so choose. But uh, no, I wouldn't be advised. Right. Uh, I don't anyway, have my Muthi. <laughs> anyway, Jim is Jim is taking a well earned break, so uh, he will be back at some point. But uh, he's got a couple of weeks off. Sean, mm. they're battling. They're battling our three. Mm-hmm. Taste our three. I was going to say our three pre. Well, they are or at, at the moment. Well, they're, they're all. They're all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're all top. They're all battling for the honour of being uh, top of the bill for the mm-hmm. Talking Football podcast. Mm-hmm. Not not for good reasons, but after yeah. uh, dubious after a, after a, a quick uh, a quick chat with myself, I'm going mm-hmm. with Dundee. We're okay with that. Yeah, reckon, I, think reckon, I think that's sensible. We reckon Dundee have got the. the the biggest news stories, I think, mm-hmm. they've, they've got, they've got, they, they love to, they just, they just keep giving, they just keep giving, don't they? And uh, at least we got the Callum Davison stuff out last week because mm-hmm. it isn't going to be Callum Davison as the new manager. And I don't think there's, listen, he was their number one choice. Does it matter, first of all, Sean, that Dundee won't be getting their number one choice? Or does it just matter that? people know that they won't be getting their number one choice. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's more a perception thing than, than anything else. I mean, if he's the number one choice, then you ha- you have to give the people who've made him the number one choice the credit of uh, assuming that they've done their homework and they want him for a reason and, and therefore they think he's the best fit. And therefore, if they don't get him, then, you know, they're, they're, they're going down the list. Um, but... Uh, I don't necessarily think it's it's a disaster that they don't get their number one choice because, you know, there are there are other competent people out there. You know, it's just a case of finding them or a case of them being interested in the first place. Um, and there's and, time. And there's time. I mean, when, when I did when did back when did they end up getting Gary Boyer? It was it was much much later on than this. That's well, it sure. was because we, we, we I mean we went through a, a a similar sort of situation with. You know, other another name uh, almost got to the to the brink. Was it? Was that Sean Maloney last summer? It was. Yeah. So I think we we got very close to that one being done, and then all of a sudden that's not happening anymore, and then we, we go in a different direction. So, um, and and that I mean to me, as George George Cran actually wrote about this yesterday, it's 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 something of a developing pattern at Dens, you know, um, mm. under uh, in recent times under John John Nelms, and when obviously I think we can. We can say that Gordon Strachan's involved in this process as well. Um, at this point, so there, there seems to be something of a pattern in this, in the in the sense that they've gone for a number one candidate uh, the last few times they've they've wanted to appoint a manager, and it's ended up being someone else. Um, so that's uh, that's just a, a slight worry, I would say. Um, Callum Davidson. Clearly got pretty close to accepting it, and then had a had a change of heart um, at the last minute. Um, now, what 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 that comes down to? I mean, personally, I haven't spoke to Callum Davidson, so 
Um, one would have to do that to, to get to the bottom of it. I'm not entirely sure um, what the reasons for that were. Uh, but, I mean, from looking at it, from where I sit, it certainly looks like a rather a big job that whoever comes in at Dundee is going to have in front of them. Um, because as as we as we all know, they've come up this summer. They don't have much of a squad. Um, and even if they did have the squad that they had last year, it wouldn't be much. Uh, it wouldn't be brilliantly equipped for a shot at the Premiership. So there's, there is a lot of recruitment needing done, a lot of squad shaping needing done. And that what does that require? Requires budget. Um, and as we know, I mean, unless there's been a change in tack, I think Dundee have been sensibly, you know, making efforts to kind of restrict what they what they are spending. Uh, certainly, in comparison to what they have been, you know, in previous years. So I, I think that 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 certainly makes things more difficult for whoever's coming in because there's a big job to do. It needs a lot of money, um, and it's it's it's. I'm not sure there's loads and loads of money there, so it's 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 a real challenge. Um, so whoever they get, somebody's going to have to back themselves to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Craig, far far be it from me to take issue with uh, even Telegraph columnist Lee Wilkie, particularly the size he is. But uh, I, I careful. Think, I think I think I probably will because Lee, he he's. He was keen to stress in his column this week. He's, you know, that this is this actually makes it an attractive proposition. The the blank canvas that Dundee are. I mean, but I would suggest that no manager would want a canvas quite this blank. They would they would want to have scope to potentially bring in six or seven. I would suggest if if you're going for, for that's that's me plucking a number out there. But if, if I'm if I'm a, a promoted team, I would expect to. I would expect it to be a squad that's that's kind of built to get out of that league, and then you have to you have to go again. You have to make six or seven changes, possibly a wee bit above that. Who knows? If you're very lucky, a wee bit less. But yeah, I would think that's the sort of figure. Dundee's more, and yeah, it's this. I I I think again, I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking for for Callum Davidson or or any of the managers. I, I think that would make me. So I go, oh, yes, there's challenges and there's challenges and mm, just a wee bit too. I think that's a problem for Dundee. I really do. Do you agree, Craig? I, I have been thinking about this. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I'm on the fence. I wonder whether there's some managers out there that would maybe see that as a as a good thing. Because the, 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 you do hear sometimes about managers coming in and saying that they need three or four transfer windows or whatever. And in this scenario, you... You wouldn't have that. You would have the budget just to spend how how you like. Now I know the the cons with that are that there's sort of club stalwarts and there's a lot of experience walkout and things like that. So I think that would then depend on who they they bring in. If it was somebody like a boyer who's maybe not as familiar with the leagues or something like that, that would maybe not be a good match. But if it's somebody somebody that's more experienced within Scottish football, then maybe with their connections they could then get the experience that's needed in quickly. I do think. Um, the I think the worry with Callum Davidson turning it down, I, I don't think I agree with Sean. I think the them not getting the first choice isn't necessarily a disaster. I no, think the no. worry would be what the reason that he's mm-hmm. turned that down for, and whether that's going to put other people off. Whether there's whether it is, and this is all just speculation. Whether it is uh, 
managers are looking at that and perceiving there's not enough of a budget to to put a squad together to survive or or the relationship that they would have with the board or whatever it is um mm-hmm. just you just got to hope that it doesn't put off certain caliber of managers that would do a job for them in the premiership and players players and agents talk as well Sean because mm-hmm. this isn't just a case you know they'll hull, they they'll both both managers, both Dundee, sorry, both uh, Dundee players and agents of Dundee players will have mm-hmm. been making plans, whether yep. it's a plan B or a plan A. Mm-hmm. You know, whether their their players tell them, "I want to stay at Dundee, all being well," or they're now saying, "I'm not really that fussed." You know, just just get me a club, or mm-hmm. or, or, or you know, third and get me a, to get me a better club. You mm-hmm. know, that's you, these conversations are taking place. This mm-hmm. delay isn't helping that, and it probably isn't helping how. They collectively look at what's happening at Dundee now. You know, no. players just like they like <laughs> they like to know sure things, don't they? They like yeah. to, they like stuff they can hold on to, and they're well, getting none of that at Dundee at the moment. No, it's about it's about security, um, and you know, and 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 lots of instances, security probably looks like pretty much staying where you are if you can if you're getting on all right there um and that's you know unless you're sort of uh, in, a, in a different position in your career if you're on the upswing then you know you're looking for a bigger move you're looking for something like that but but you know for for a lot of footballers if you're if you are where you are and you're you're doing okay you're playing you know you'd be happy just to stay where you are and maybe get a bit more money in a contract that's security but um at this point we Dundee we know they've gone up um, that's going to mean inevitably because it does. Ninety nine percent of clubs who go up, there's going to be changes in the playing squad. The problem Dundee have got now is that they still don't have a manager, uh, so they don't know. There's nobody in place to actually start shaping that squad to start that process. So if you're a player and you're looking for security, all of a sudden you're you're starting to look outside the Dundee now, and you're going to go, well, yeah, as you say, speak to your agent. Find me something, um, and now in in some cases that that will be absolutely fine because you know there there will be players who whoever comes in will will want to be getting rid of anywhere moving on from last season. In any case, uh, the slight issue would be the longer there's uncertainty about who's going to do the job. Uh, that person clearly doesn't have control of how that progresses uh, at this point, so they could be losing people that they might want to keep, for instance. Um, if it continues the way it is, uh, which sort of makes it all the more important to to whatever direction they're going to go in now to to try and get it done as quickly as they can, um, just purely because of the circumstances and uh, because because you know if you if you're if you think objectively about it, they've actually got plenty of time until the season mm-hmm. starts again, um, but because they've got so much work to do. With the squad, uh, I think it becomes becomes pretty important that they get this first bit done as quickly as they can, and then that person can concentrate on getting that squad ready or as ready as it can be for for the Premiership. In their favour, Craig, I suppose. I'm just thinking on my feet here, going through the going through their squad of players. But now that they've got Lyle Cameron signed mm. up which which is a big thing. I you was know, surprised he, he signed. Yeah, yeah, that's so that kind of, it's kind of gone under the radar with everything else that's going on. So he's one of their one of their prized assets. So once now that he's boxed off, 
There's not many. I'm just thinking Mulligan, McCowan. There's not many of that squad who I would think are going to go to... Now everybody, everybody has different ideas of better and bigger clubs, but I don't think many of them are going to go and think, oh yeah, I can really pr- improve myself and do better than Dundee. So there is that. I don't know if you would say different, Craig. You know, th- those are the two that I think are, are kind of are the ones that have really, really enhanced their, their their reputation this season, as well as as well as Cameron. The loan, you know, you can look at Zach Robinson, but he's not their player. Jakubiak's, yeah, possibly, but there's not many others, is there? No, not really. I think it's is it just three or four, maybe including Cameron, are are signed up and four now, whether, yeah. Whether Cameron is still a Dundee player at the end of August, we'll need to see as well because I'm sure um, there will still be teams interested in him. And I think they're just protecting themselves there, do you? It's very possible. Yeah, they may they yeah. may find themselves in a situation where it's it's prudent to cash in. It could be that he's signing a new contract with a view to, I mean, if the right money comes in or something. I'm sure, I mean, every player does have their price, don't they? So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that could be a potential um, scenario, I guess. But yeah, all the other ones you mentioned, I mean, Jakubiak, I think, is a very good player. Um, he's just had a, a rotten time with injury, although he he seems to have at least put that behind him in the in the recent past. So he, he's one, yeah, you'd want to keep if... Um, if he can stay fit, but yeah, I don't know. There's um, that. That's why I was thinking it was maybe a decent thing that there is such a blank canvas there for the next manager to to come in because then, as I said, you, you can then just spend that money that's there rather than having to worry about moving players on or waiting a ne- to the next transfer window or two to to move players on. But it all comes back to. How much is there to actually spend mm. to bring in the players that are needed? And I mean, you don't have shop- a head of recruitment now either, as yeah. well. So oh, right. yeah, there's yeah, a step behind on that as well. <laughs> Come on, and Sean, you take that one on. It's mm. it never rains, but it pours. Now, I mean, I don't suppose you you probably don't know quite what the balance is between Gary Ogilvy and Gordon Strachan and John Nelms in mm. terms of who's who's the main voice. We can all have have our wee our wee guesses. In mm-hmm. terms of in terms of player recruitment, but he's gone. What's his title? Is it head of recruitment? Was that his title? Was that his job? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So head of recruitment. Yeah. So he he should have the strongest voice. You would think. But anyway, he's gone, uh-huh. and I think without speaking, without going too much into it, and he, I think he's. I think it's pretty much well known that he's he's not a happy man on leaving. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that doesn't really paint a picture of a club that's in control of events at the moment anyway, Sean? No, I mean, you fi- file under. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it? It uh, yeah, uh, it is. And uh, as you say, I think, I mean, uh, timing-wise, you know, given that it's off the back of, of uh, Gary Boyer sacking as well. Um, and all the, co- the, all the coaching staff's gone as well. Yeah, exactly. Or most so, of them. And it's, uh, I mean, it's characterised as a resignation. This as well. So, I mean, that's that's rare enough mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in this game for people to to resign because, as as we know, it's it's more uh, it's more usually a case of hanging on until they pay you off. But uh, in this case, it's um, seems to be something different altogether. 
Um, and I mean, the inference that, that you could draw from that is that, yeah, he's, as you say, he doesn't, doesn't seem particularly happy with the situation. Um, so is it, is, it, is it a protest resignation uh, of some sort, given the, given the events uh, that have happened with the manager and what have you? Because um, you can imagine people who've grown close to Gary Boyer, you know, over the last year or so would be, you know, a wee bit put out by what's by what's happened to him. Um, I mean, you could you could see how somebody would who's pally with Gary would think that's that's not fair. You know, he's he's come in, he's done the job he was asked to do, and then he's uh, fairly unceremoniously moved on. Um, at the end of the season, so yeah, you can easily see why that would uh, that would upset some people. Um, so you know, uh, it's not. I don't think it's a, a flight of fancy to suggest that that, that <laughs> might be involved in this decision uh, for Mister uh, Ogilvy um, leaving. And and just to relate it to my own patch as well, um, the way James McPake left as well exactly wasn't exactly handled brilliantly either mm. so it, it's not just um it's not just the the recent departure of manager where you could uh, say that about that's maybe put other people off mm. just before I've, we'll, we'll wrap up with Dundee I'll let, I'll let you do I'll let you continue on us on your uh, on this a bit of a, a bit of a similar theme Craig before we wrap up because I always think a team that get promoted from the championship the one advantage they've got is having the best grip on who the best players are in that division. The, I mean, you know, other teams can scout as much as they want, but Dundee, I was going to say the Dundee manager, or uh, he's not there anymore, but, you know, the they should have. Mm-hmm. I've always, I always think that the he can go back to St. Johnson and Alec Taunton's days when they, they picked up, you know, a Tommy Turner or stuff, you know, and, after getting promoted. Dundee should... I think be trying to get two or three of the best ones if there are those caliber of players kicking around the championship or even league one who would who would who are the the gems that you know like 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 McCowan that they got who's who's now turned into a really good player if you were if you were name check a couple that you think yep they they could be premiership ready for Dundee or anybody else for that matter who would you who would you be thinking let's see i I wonder whether the likes of um it's difficult to look past players that you've you've seen quite a lot of, but I wonder whether the likes of Aidan Connolly uh, is around, is now at the point of his career where he's going to get a shot at bottom six club. Um, he had a very good season last season, or the one that's just finished. Yeah. It's, it's over for some and not for yeah, others. Yeah. It's quite a confusing time to, <laughs> to articulate sometimes. So, but he had a he had a patch earlier this year, a run of games where his goals were really keeping. Wraith going. Um, they have spread the goals about quite a bit this season, but there was a time um, when no one else was scoring other than him, pretty much. So I, I think, and he's out of contract, so I think he's one that's maybe probably going to be there or or, or thereabouts. Um, Brad Spencer's maybe in a similar ballpark. He didn't have his best season there. He's maybe had better seasons, but he's definitely got some quality and could potentially be around the bottom. I mean, whether they're the kind of players that yeah. Dundee are going to look for for a relegation Allard- battle. Allardyce another. Inverness, I quite like the look of him. Is he? A- yeah. Well, yeah. I think there's quite a lot of these players that... Um, Inverness Turner, is not a team yeah. that I've seen a lot of last season. Kyle Turner's very good, actually. Yeah, I do like a lot. He, there's a lot of potential in, in Kyle Turner. But yeah, there's a lot of players like uh, 
Allardyce, who've maybe been at um, Premiership teams and dropped down, and then they do eventually make their way back to uh, the top level again. So, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely gems to be found. I think it's under, listen, I can think off the top of my head, but as next Dundee manager, I'm not saying it should be Owen Coyle this time because he's a different manager now to when he started out, but an Owen Coyle of the one of the type that St. Johnson got because the big thing that he had that Jeff Brown always talked about was he just he knew all the best players around and he's mm-hmm. his his signing record was, you know, far more hit than miss. You know, he he he'd have been up about 75-80% in terms of the guys that he was he was getting in. So I that's kind of the type of manager I think they should, I don't think I don't think they should be going down the the Gary Boyer type route of a of a manager who's done his who's done pretty much all his work down south. I think whoever gets this gig needs to be more steeped in Scottish football would be my suggestion. And, and well, Der- Derek McInnes when he got that job at St Johnston, it was his first management job as well. Are you are you thinking someone like that? Well, I, t- I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be averse to that. I wouldn't be. Av- yeah. If if Gordon Strachan is really really going to be doing a lot of work behind the scenes and mm-hmm. taking a big hand in 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 the recruitment, or they or they hire a new head of recruitment and who is going to do it? Yeah, I, I listen. I can I don't want to go back over the theme, but I didn't. I didn't disagree with. I didn't disagree with the the notion of of uh, letting Gary Boyer go. I didn't. I I, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't see him turning into a manager that was that was going to keep Dundee up and you know taking to the next level. So, and it's it is all about the next appointment. And I don't actually think, you know, you know, was Callum right for for that job? It doesn't really matter now, but you know that doesn't mean to say there isn't somebody that out there that isn't right for this job. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not in the the panic because you didn't get the number one target either. So that's where that's where we are. Right, all right, Dundee United, Craig. It, uh, there's been some off-field stuff as as per, but let's start with the on-field stuff and that defence. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty unforgivable, isn't it? It's, 30 seconds into a relegation battle and you allow two free headers in the six-yard box. And it, it seemed like they took a wee while to recover after that as well. And we thought we were we thought we thought were past this with, with Jim Goodwin. It felt like, even though nobody was really predicting that they would 100% stay in the division... I think a lot of people. I think somewhere. They, I think somewhere after after they, they had those three wins in a row. I think there was a lot of folk were uh, were thinking this was United going to win all the rest of their games, and you know I had was, a feeling it was yeah. I think and I think well, I think it was all yeah, we can we can say it now, but there was an exaggeration of of how good they were in those three games. But three wins are three wins, aren't they, Craig? And yeah, it's you're right. Jim Goodwin thought he was through it. You, you can tell by his language. Now, compared to you know, I think he thought it was through it. You know, the wee stories about let's get the new the new long term contract, all that sort of stuff. I think they've maybe got a wee bit of ahead of themselves collectively. But anyway, you pick it up there. I th- yeah, I think that's right, and I think that um, I think it's probably the squad catching up on him because uh, he's had no movement whatsoever um, to bring anybody in, and I mean it's been covered to death the the imbalance and the and the deficiencies within that squad. And you're relying on a a 16 year old striker to be your basically your second striker or your backup striker, and and I suppose it's no 
surprise that they're running into difficulties again. I, I as I said, I mean, I, even though it maybe wasn't assured that they were going to escape relegation, at least it looked like they were they were beyond the basics. That they, they they were defending competently enough. They weren't putting. I mean, the three goals, the defending for the three goals is terrible. And to add into that, uh, it doesn't lead to a goal, and he's not at fault for any of them, but Birigate slips at one point and it's just, that's the last thing they need as well because I've seen it before with Hearts, they didn't have a competent goalkeeper between the three they had and they went down. Kilmarnock, was a season after or two seasons after, mm. um, they didn't have a, a good enough goalkeeper and they went down and yeah, it's just for a long time of this season, it's looked like Dundee United have been in that situation as well. They looked like they were beyond it, but yeah, it's kind of creeping back in again. So that added to the, the terrible defending. It's it's not mm. good signs. Can you, Charlie Mulgrew will obviously come back in, Sean, but can, mm. can Ryan Edwards, do you, do you think that's, we've seen the last of him in a, in a Dundee United shirt? Um, I think circumstances will dictate that more than anything else. Um, I mean, things are, things are pretty, pretty desperate. Uh, at this stage of the season, when you're when you're when you're bottom of the table with three games to go, uh, I don't think anything's off the table or anything can be off the table. Um, I, right, I think Charlie McGrew will come back in. Um, he was obviously suspended for for the last game, um, and those who've watched a lot of Dundee United would say his his uh, his loss was notable. It was noticeable, even uh, the fact that he wasn't there uh, weakened them. So uh, he will go in, uh, assuming he's fit. Um, and all that, and, and I think he uh, he will um, somewhat strengthen that defence um, from where it was. Uh, but yeah, it is starting to look a bit fraught now. Um, as I say, bottom of the table, three games to go. Uh, I did think I was amongst that group that thought that they were uh, they had turned a corner properly um, going into the game against St Johnston. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was seriously concerned for for St Johnston. I thought they were going to get turned over. Uh, I thought United had a chance of doing that to them. Um, obviously, didn't didn't work out like that. And and since then, you know, United have kind of struggled to get themselves going again. Um, so I mean, that was it could turn out to be a pretty significant result that one because it's it seems to mark some sort of turning of the tide again. <laughs> Uh, against them, um, having having seemingly turned themselves around, um, so yeah, it's really really fraught, and obviously the, they're um, away at Livingston, yeah. uh, which is as in we normal all know, times you wouldn't like it. No, nope, but, but Livingston not. are arguably the team you want to play just now, and well, they're, they're, they're on the, the beach. ones who are. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> they're the one, the ones you would. <laughs> if you're a United <laughs> fan, you would hope that they're on the beach uh, already. Um, Davey Martindale's speaking a lot about, he's already speaking about slash, but he, he seems like, I'm not touting yeah. him for the Dundee job, but he's, he speaks like a man who's, uh, who's really, he's talking uh, about slash budgets and how tough it's going to be. Uh, well, yeah, he's already talking know. about next season, going on about, I've got, I've got the, I've already got the lowest budget in the Premiership and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Working his ticket a little bit. Yeah, oh, I should have seen him as a great match for Dundee right enough, but you know he's a good mm-hmm. he's, he's a good manager. But anyway, we're not going back on Dundee's next manager. Yeah. Craig, do you feel this is a if if Dundee United lose to the team that is on the beach as we 
as we say. They Forms hope. in free fall. If they lose this, are they done? Nah, I wouldn't say done, but... Um, done in terms of getting third maybe bottom, like bottom two, yeah. Maybe yeah. it confirms bottom two, yeah. But um, I do think that this is a this is a good fixture for them because Livingston are in atrocious form at the moment. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's going to continue. And I believe that Dundee United have got a decent recent record down there. Well, they got, so, they I mean, got a draw there, be, didn't they? Yeah. Could be a good... Uh, could be a good fixture for them to to get things back on track, but yeah, probably if they were to lose, depending on other results, it could it could all but confirm them uh, having to get through the playoffs is their best chance. Right, Sean. Moving on to Saints. If folk are talking about this one being United being a, a good fixture for them and all mm-hmm. the rest of it, I don't think you get this. There's a lot of Saints fans have got the fear about. Mm-hmm. Going down to Kilmarnock, and yeah. for obvious reasons, I mean, Kilmarnock are a team that is they're just unrecognisable on their own pitch to the one that, mm-hmm. that that goes away from home. We've talked about that umpteen times. Yeah, there. I mean, I've since previous two performances at Kilmarnock, possibly. I was going to say certainly what certainly the first half of the second game was the worst half of football I've seen from from St Johnson this season. Mm-hmm. It's a bit, it was it was it was rivaling some of the stuff that they saw the previous season. It was that bad. I, oh. I, I mean, I, there was if if they strung three passes together, I can't remember seeing it. It was it was unbelievably poor that first half, and it was a real get out of jail point in the end with all mm-hmm. the VAR stuff. The first game down there, they were pretty lackluster as well, you know. And this is this is tough. This is tough, and. If you're looking at the three games, this by far, this is I think this is by far the hardest of the three that Saints have got left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And when when we saw the fixtures coming out for the split, this is the one that uh, I think mo- most people, well, certainly I looked it was at. It's a controversial thought, oh, one, wasn't go. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. having already been down there twice and what have you, having to go a third time. And as you say, the uh, strength that Kilmarnock seemed to relative strength that Kilmarnock possess when they're at home compared to when they're away, which is um, absolutely r- remarkable. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. I remember Livingston when they first came up a few years ago. The first season, or their first, I think it was their first season, they had mm-hmm. something a bit similar mm-hmm. uh, where they, they got a ridiculous portion of their points from home and didn't really do anything away from home. They've, they've subsequently sort of... Uh, evolved a little bit and they they do a lot more away from home now but Kilmarnock very very much home focused in terms of picking up points um, so uh, an incredibly uh, difficult proposition um, it's also just like a it's also just a crap journey as well isn't it it's the it's my least favourite away day Kilmarnock it's mm. even even more so than like Ross County and I don't mind up there because you know there's I don't know it feels like a feels like a day out <laughs> almost up there but Kilmarnock is just uh, you're not an Ayrshire there. man Burns nah, and all that no, nah, no I'm not I'm not having it it's just uh, there's, there's something fundamentally depressing about Ayrshire isn't there well I don't know don't drag Do me know? into this don't drag me into this anti-Ayrshire <laughs> I don't think Kilmarnock's the worst of it there's, there's worse oh definitely I, not no I said, I've, yeah when you if you drive through trying to think I used to go on a golf holiday to uh to near Stranraer, and you would go through some mm-hmm. some some wee 
spots of Ayrshire that yeah. I kind of probably agree with you, but I don't know. Ayrshire's all right, too, but... But yeah, I, 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 I just uh, the distance is a, a killer for me. I, I hate it. I don't I'll, like that drive. I'll compare the two for you after I've come back from Dingwall in the uh-huh. early hours of Thursday morning, and then I'll, I'll let yeah. you know which which is it's which brutal. one's more of but, a killer. I mean, Kelly, Kelly. I mean, it is brutal because I'm, 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 I'm. It's funny how I've sort of fluctuated over the course of the season because there, there was earlier I did think, oh, you know, we'll be all right. You know, it's not going to be a great season, but. At least we're not going to be where we were last year, but now here we are, uh, in danger of, in danger of it again. Um, and I mean, I do looking at the, the championship, and actually, I know Queens Park won't be involved in this game, but you you look at that game between Dundee and Queens Park and their playoff, uh, and you know, loads of goals defensively wasn't great at all by either side. Um, that's putting it politely, and. I I think whoever finishes second bottom, be it Dundee United or St John's, or neither of them, you know, whoever finishes second bottom does have a really solid chance oh, of yeah. staying up. They've, they've, if they don't stay up, uh, hell mend them <laughs> is, what, is what I would say because they're they're not going to be up against top quality opposition in this playoff. Um, so that should it should be seen as a lifeline finishing eleventh. So uh, whether whether St Johnson can take a step towards that or a step beyond it, even against Kilmarnock, I'm really not sure. And then that puts a hell of a lot of pressure on the last two fixtures as well. So it, it really just is that awful time of the season when you're in this position. But they're in this position because they deserve to be. So we'll see, won't we? Yeah, as as somebody that doesn't cover either United. Saints, or or as a a regular to Ayrshire or Dingwall, <laughs> Greg, how's your? You don't know your, where I live. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> we're about to find. We're about to find out. Do uh, do, do you have a a strong opinion on the bottom two as as to who will fill those places and who has who's you think definitely won't fill if any of them. I, I honestly think it's a really really difficult one to call. I thought for a long time that county were away and they seem to have had a bit of a resurgence and the ghost um, of john hughes dragging them out aren't they you know (laughs) yeah and the uh but then they they seem to have uh, been on a decent run recently and they they, they're picking up points have had decent record against some of the teams around them as well so I just think it looks a really, really difficult one to call. I know that that's not really great for a podcast and when you're supposed to give opinions and all that kind of stuff, but I honestly think it's a, a really difficult one. I think St. Johnston are going to be okay. I think looking at St. Johnston's fixtures, I think, um, and, and their position in the league already, I think I think they'll be fine. I think they will get enough points to stay out of it. But between the other three, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. And in terms of who come, who they'll face in the, or who one of them will face in the final. Partick now, isn't it? It's gonna be I think, Partick, yeah, I think Thistle are going to be a, a worthy of being wary of. I think Air United will probably not have enough in them, but I think Thistle, they're, they've been on a really good run to end the season. They've, they do have a lot of dangerous players in their team. They've got match winners. I think they could be a threat to whoever finishes 11. They should have won the... I um, don't want to go back over it because it's, it's in the books, but they should have won the league. They had that awful, awful run at one point when they just... They, they couldn't even draw a game, couldn't they? I can't remember how many defeats they had in a row with Thistle, but 
you know, other than that, it just if they could have just managed that run a wee bit better, they they should have been the real rivals to to Dundee and. Yeah, I think I think they'll be in the playoff as well. But yeah, we'll get you. you we'll definitely be we'll definitely be tapping into your championship knowledge when mm. uh, if if one of our teams is up against them. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a one of them could um, listen. I think one of our teams is going to be in the playoff. But there we go. I'd, I'll I think so too. Ask me again after uh, after Saturday which one. But I think Sean to finish up with Saints, you would absolutely. And nothing, there's nothing. It's not going to excite Saints fans this, but you would, you would absolutely take a draw, wouldn't you, at Kilmarnock for this one? <sighs> yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> uh, it, it pains me to say that, but yes, you would. And on and in midweek, and that would be them. I That's think that, two draws against County and Kelly. Probably. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're stopping you're, them from winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, this is pragma. I know you're a dreamer, Sean, but this is pragmatism. I think time, we're, we're eh? probably we're probably past the dreaming portion of the season now, to be honest. So yeah, I think uh, if it's time for anything, it's time for pragmatism. So yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll set my sights on a draw. Uh, Does it sell the season tickets? But it keeps. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But yes, I think it's it is that stage. Of, it is that stage of the season, and that's why we've got you, Craig, for the. Uh, I know you wrote it. You wrote a. A piece on two of the Saints players that are there. They were at East Fife. Give us a wee bit of a. I know actually, Saints Saints think very highly of Taylor Stephen, who who doesn't have. He's had plenty of game time actually, but not not as many starts. And obviously, they think very highly of Alex Ferguson as well. So give us give us a wee take on whether. Well, Taylor Stephen, it's a a bit a big push for Ethan to be, be involved for Saints if they're still a Premiership team. Their championship team is a different conversation, but two two guys that have enhanced their reputation to different extents while while at East Fife in League Two. Yeah, definitely. Taylor Stephen, I think, is maybe a bit unlucky to not get as much game time as he maybe would have liked. But it all counts as experience. You're still going to have seasons like that when you're a, when you're a senior player. So I think um, I think it all counts as good experience. East Fife play some lovely football for the last three months. They play some great mm. football, so it's been a really good environment for these guys to be in. Um, Taylor Stephen, even though he didn't get many starts, two of his starts he got man of the match in. Most recently against Forfar, where it was a dead rubber go uh, the game before the playoffs, basically, and he made uh, Greg McDonald made nine changes to his lineup. So he came in that and man of match performance to add to one that he got earlier in the season. But yeah, the real star's been. Alex Ferguson, he has had a bit of a slow start to the season. He plays... What is he now? Is he attack? Are you talking about... Yeah, I was about to say, usually plays one of the three positions behind the striker. Mm -hmm. So McDonald usually plays 4-2-3-1 and he's he's general. I think he might have played in the holding role a few times as well, but certainly um, from what I've seen, it's mostly either been in the number 10... And then actually he played a wing each leg versus mm-hmm. Clyde there recently. He wasn't really in the game for the first leg and he was moved to the left for the second leg and he was one of the best players in the park. He was excellent. I'd encourage people to check out the, the highlights from that game because East Fife played some some wonderful mm-hmm. football. But yeah, I think he will, and this could be the case for Taylor Stephen as well, I think, and a lot depends on who the manager is going to be, I think he will be given some minutes in the League Cup, which I think he was at the he start was, yeah, of yeah. And Callum, the season. Callum Davison talked him up as the one that had basically 
caught his eye the most mm-hmm. in you know preseason and the League Cup. So and I know Steve McLean likes him as well. He he, he brought him on in the bounce game they had recently against Hearts and and he right. scored. So he's he's a lefty. You know, so there's a lot of things there. You know, maybe it's just sometimes you get these wee quirks, don't you, where you don't get the game time that you probably think. But he's not like one of these guys who's gone away and been left on a shelf. No, and I think I think as I said, could be both these players um, get a run in the the League Cup, and then depending on the manager, depending on who else in the squad, whatever, they could they could impress enough to. I'd say that's more about Alex Ferguson, mm-hmm. I guess, but mm-hmm. could impress enough to then be a squad player or get a run in the team early mm-hmm. in the season. Can uh, it? might be a championship player yeah, with them. Can yeah, can well happen. That, I'm thinking about Ali McCann. He came in from, yeah. you know, well, he'd been on loan, but, you know, he, he comes into the team effectively from nowhere and is so good. Well, I, I think he he showed so much that he kept his place. I think it took him maybe half a game to get up to speed. Yeah, half a game at Celtic Park, yeah. Uh, and and it wasn't was, as if it, was it wasn't as if he came back from a from a, a wow loan, was it, Sean? No, it was, no, it, was no. like, it was a he's done well loan, but mm-hmm. I can't remember Stranraer League Two or League One. I can't remember which what they were at the time. Mm-hmm. They certainly weren't championships. So, you know, these big gap, these big these big gaps can be bridged if mm-hmm. if you're a sort of you know what's the phrase. You know, in St. Johnson terms, a generational talent or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you just you just right place, right time. Others around you don't do it, and the manager well, thinks, "Yeah, right, he'll exactly. do it for me." Well, between him and we've also got we Max as well. Yeah. So there's there's a couple in that yeah, position, exactly. A couple who are looking to come in and, and stake a claim next season in the League Cup, certainly, and see where they go from there. So it'll be an interesting one. And yeah. Jason Kerr cut his teeth at he did, uh, he did. East Fife as well. No, there's been a there few. There's been a few gone to gone to East Fife. I mean, I think everybody always knew. Just, I mean, it, it was the next loan that make. Usually, you would expect, ideally, St Johnston in the Premiership. Alex Ferguson goes to a Dunfermline or something like that. That's that's kind of that's that's the logical next step. You would you would imagine as Jason Kerr did with with Queen of the South, and then then he's he's oven ready after that. But we shall see. Well. Other five wise, Craig. I mean, Dunfermline. They're all on their. They're all. They're all on their holidays, uh, waiting for the Livy boys to join them on the beach. Um, <laughs> but Wraith are still a story. Obviously, what's your first impressions of of the new regime and everything's going on? They, they seem to have a lot of people there now. All of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. I mean, I think a few of them are not full time with the club. A few of them have got yeah. a role, and they still have their own full time businesses and things like that. So it's definitely uh, a collaboration, but mainly driven by the likes of um, Dean McKenzie and mm. and Andy Barman. Andy Barman. It, it all seems very exciting. I mean, I think that it's all so good to to say all these things, but they do seem to be backing up what they're saying so far. There's a long way to go, but even just the little things of them, like sharing the progress of the the ripping out and the upgrades that they're doing yeah. and the, the main stand. Yeah, and Fans and love that like sort that. of stuff, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And um, the the tweet that went viral recently, it just shows you the, the they got in, um, I don't know how much of it's down to Rudy Kilgour, but I think like regardless of how much it was um, influenced by him or his tweet or whatever, I think it, <laughs> he's one of the more exciting appointments, I think, or uh, guys that they've brought in because that's something that Wraith really has been missing as um, somebody to kind of make them a bit more sort of new age, a bit more in yeah, the... A bit of energy about them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that, that goes with... Um, 
and, and that relates to a lot of a lot of different things. I think there was a, a little bit of a staleness there before, mm-hmm. and that this is this is seems to have been been blown away by 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 this. But as I say, there's a long way to go. There's a lot of players to convince to stay or to bring in to build a squad that's going to be competitive in what looks like could be an even tougher championship next season. Yeah, I think, well, we're not starting next season yet, but with all these uh, football types, shall I say, Abaraman and and John Potter, these guys, new owners, these guys hanging in the background. If I were Ian Murray, I'd want to get off to a fast start. Let's just <laughs> let's just leave it at that. Yeah? yeah, yeah, I think so. He didn't last season, and it turned out all right, got poor towards the end of the mm-hmm. season, but there's mitigating circumstances for that. But um, yeah, if he gets off to the same start that he did last season, then maybe maybe there's there's uh, trouble on the horizon. Who knows? Have yourself a good group stage. And there we go. Don't, <laughs> that would be, uh, yes. That's just that's just logic, isn't it? I don't think we're, we're, you know, we're not speculating beyond our, uh, beyond our powers there, but we shall see. Well, thank you very much indeed, gentlemen, and thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. Well, hopefully we'll be back next week. It's a busy one next week, isn't it? What with midweek games yeah, and all yeah. that, but mm-hmm. we shall see. If, if I make it back from Dingwall and Ayrshire, mm. that dastardly place Ayrshire, you know, I'll, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming Sean isn't travelling, but never mind. When, no. Uh, I am. So, yes, I'll be covering the roads, the miles for the both of you. Okay, thanks again for listening, and we're back next week. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget, too, to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.